I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Good morning. Hello. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis, and he's my co-host, Julio. Hi, Julio. What's up, dude? How you doing? Splendid. Wow. Look at your facial hair. What's wrong with it? It looks good. It looks like okay. a very... It, it looks like you kind of painted it on, like you're a woman who is trying to play a character of a man. <laughs> In Juana Man. You look like Juana Man, or maybe like that Lily Singh woman who sometimes plays male characters. Well, hopefully I look like neither of them because otherwise I'll be canceled at some point in my career. <laughs> oh, oh no, cancel, right. cancel. Cancel, cancel. Um, how's it going? Where are you? That's what we always have to start with. Right now I'm in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Um, it is, it's nice here. It's like, you know, fucking kind of random I've, I've like ended up in random places people are kind of like why the fuck are you here or there like people are kind of confused by my route but may i remind everybody that there's a global pandemic happening and that i'm not trying to hit the hot spots of fucking yeah austin and you know what i mean this isn't what that trip's about this trip's about getting away from people <laughs> and yeah seeing the country a bit well you know? here here's the big question you know there if you trace your route, it would it would seem as if you are trying to to visit the last racism in America, right? And uh, are you seeing anything? Are you seeing any kind of like topplings of Confederate statues? Are you seeing any uh, NASCAR garages with nooses in them? What's thing <laughs> from that standpoint? Um, well, I've I've definitely. I'm definitely hitting places that are like off the beaten path a bit. Um, and it's been fun and funny, but like nothing, I mean, dude, it's the South. Everybody's really nice here. Um, and you know, people do in the sense that people are polite, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and <laughs> I've had some funny shit though, just like very simple things that like I'm, I wasn't expecting. Like I went to this place called Biloxi. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. It's, I've heard of that. it's like the Mississippi coast. Mm. and uh it's kind of like atlantic city in the south that's what i can kind of compare it to it's like a casino town wow. it's not like the i don't know if there's fancy parts of it but like the parts that i was seeing were not dude i went to this restaurant and <laughs> it was kind of like a, a last minute place it was it was just a big seafood place right i forget what it was called but um it was right there like on the boardwalk and i asked the waitress i was like what's your favorite thing on the menu you know, figuring that maybe she goes, well, the po' boy is really good. And in my head, I'm like, oh, po' boy, like, you know, pulled pork, like, whatever. But I was like, oh, what's on the po' boy? She goes, well, it's roast beef with shrimp on top. And, and like, she, she lost me completely there, but I had to let her finish. She was like, and I think it's Swiss cheese. I was like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. No, thanks. I'm, I'm good on the po' boy. No um, po' boy, no. No po' boy. Um, <laughs> what, is, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think po' boy is short for? It's not short for pool boy, is it? <laughs> do you do you know the answer to this? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't either. Definitely not because pool boy. Somebody was about to try to say pork, but they were they had to eat. They were like too busy slamming a bite in their face, so it's just pork. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 do you think it's poor boy? Because that starts to feel, yeah, it is oh, poor wow. boy. God, this feel, this is starting to feel insensitive. Uh, why is it poor boy? I don't understand. What, why is it a poor boy? It's a delicious food. It's po I got it. Po boy is a traditional sandwich from Louisiana. Almost always consists of meat, which is usually roast beef or fried seafood. Often shrimp, crawfish, fish, oysters, or crab. Oh. Served on New Orleans French bread, known for its crisp crust and fluffy center. Uh, origin of the term. Here we go. In the late 1800s, fried oyster sandwiches on French loaves were known in the New Orleans as oyster loaves, a term still in use. Sandwich containing both fried shrimp and fried oysters is often called a peacemaker or la médiatrice. The origin okay, of the no name is unknown. Popular local theory claims that po' boy, as specifically re referring to a type of sandwich, was coined in a New Orleans restaurant owned by Benny and... All right, none of this matters. This is stupid. Nobody <laughs> cares about though. this. And also the po' boy is close... Like, the po' boy as I know it is sort of different from what it actually is. So I'm glad that I learned uh, because it's interesting when that happens. Like, same thing with chili. Like, chili is like the peppers and that's it. It's not like beef chili, you know what I mean? Like chili's like New Mexican, like they, the peppers and like they make it and they shave it and they cut it up and you put it in all your food and it just looks like a bunch of peppers like cut up. Wait a second. This is in the South you're saying? No, no, that's like what chili is. Like I learned that lesson also like in New Mexico, like chili is different than what I always thought chili was, which is like beans and meat in a bowl. You know what I mean? Like that's like a different kind of chili than like, what, new, what like chili is according to people from New Mexico or something. Oh, so New Mexico specifically has a different understanding of chili. Right, but like they have a fine tradition of chili that I would argue trumps what I had thought was chili. Do they make the sort of chili that looks like defecate? No, it does not. It's dude, it's, it's the most beautiful, colorful looking thing you've ever seen. It's like incredible. Huh. And dude, it makes your it makes your stomach warm, and like you feel this like warmth that isn't heartburn, but it's just warmth. And I, the day that I was there and I ate a bunch of chili, I said this to my friend, and he goes, "You got that chili, that chili burn." Mm. Like, okay. You know, what my dad always used to say, <laughs> "What chili today, hot tamale." <laughs> What's your dad? Get him, Corky. Yeah. Corky, exactly. Yeah, and he still him. makes jokes like that. It's hard to be around. Yeah, um, bless him. Yeah, dude. So, okay, you're in Biloxi, Mississippi. No, that's where I was yesterday. Um, well, I didn't stay there though. I stayed in this place called Natchez, mm -hmm. which I learned there's a very famous novel that takes place there. Natchez Burning, I think it's called. Hmm. Um, and that was cool. Whatever. I'd never seen the Mississippi River, but dude, I do this thing, and I don't know why I do this. I I don't know if you do this too, but for some reason, when I'm around people who talk a certain way, I sort of start talking like them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sort of this, this way I try to like fit in. Like I went, I, I kind of stopped off the road at this like ghost town site that was just like, it was literally a ghost town because there was nothing there. Like it was not an interesting thing to stop at. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm come out and there's this guy who walks over and he's kind of like, what all in there? Oh. And I was like. I was like, excuse me? I didn't, I didn't like understand what he was saying. He goes, what all in there? And then, I, and then I, I was like, well, there ain't much in there, to be honest with you. 
<laughs> and you know what's funny, dude, is it's possible that your response betrayed your your for you know the fact that you're not from there, right? Like because oh, yeah. you said ain't what did you say? Ain't much in there. Ain't I was much like, ain't in much, there. Ain't much going on on there. Yeah, and it's possible that his, the correct response, if you were a native, would be like, "Not all in there." Yeah, and, right, right, right. And you just you saying it that way could lead to you like that scene in Inglorious Bastards when he orders uh, th three beers instead of three beers. Oh yeah, that's and that's a what crazy betrays scene. him. Um, that you know that could be your tell. Totally. I, dude, that's one thing I love about Tarantino movies is like he gets this like creative carte blanche where he's allowed to like milk a, the fucking shit out of a scene. Like his totally. scenes will be like so much unnecessary dialogue, but it makes it feel real when that like important moment happens. Agreed. Agreed. You know? um, it's weird too, because I remember thinking in Glorious Bastards, Django, both those movies had very long, heavy dialogue scenes that I loved. And then in how to make it in Hollywood or once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I hated it. Really? Um, yep. I hated that movie. And I don't say that often. And I know it's like a work of art, whatever, all of that. I just thought it was the most boring thing I'd ever. I agree, dude. It was boring, but, but the end, yeah. the payout, the payout at the end was pretty nice. It was great. The third act of the movie was great, but the rest of it was just so nothing happened. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, really I'm simple brain. Um, I feel like he's like, I'm going to outdo myself with boring scenes yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. It was very like um, almost an elitist movie. Like if you don't appreciate this, it's your fault. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Really quick. So, so you're in, you're in, you were in notches and now you're in, um, now you're in Vicksburg. What is it? Vicksburg? Vicksburg, Mississippi. Dude. So I went to this, what was, what's up? No, I'm just, I've, I've never heard, of, I mean, I've heard of some of these towns, but not really. Right, no, I know. They're kind of like uh, lesser traveled areas. But dude, I went to, um, I went to this restaurant yesterday that was recommended by a friend. And it was incredible. Like it was, you know, I hate the term hole in the wall. I want to like get rid of that, that term. It's just this hole in the wall. Like the amount of times I've heard people say that, I'm like, fuck up, dude. Anyway, this place this place looked like it was permanently closed, okay? <laughs> like, it was really not a nice storefront at all. And it was across the street from, like, kind of a rough-looking street. And apparently, my friend sold me on this when I was in Atlanta. He's like, dude, this restaurant, he's like, Jerry Jones parks his private plane. It's like a tongue twister. Um, Jerry Jones parks his private plane, and he goes and picks up steaks from this place when he's on his way back to Texas in the, oh. middle, in the middle of the Mississippi Delta. So I was like, that sounds interesting. Like, I'll go do that, whatever. So I drive through the fucking Delta for a while. I'm, while I'm listening to this, like, podcast that happens to take place in Mississippi, it was like a very serendipitous kind of moment. Um, and then I get to this restaurant, and dude, it was crazy. Like, I was alone at first. So I was like, oh, great. They're adhering to COVID guidelines. I ordered this, like, two-pound steak. I don't even really like steak, but, like, when in Rome, I guess. And, dude, before my meal was over the the room that i was in was just filled wall to wall with like very overweight white dudes good old boys just being like well ha, 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 like laughing and fucking and i definitely stuck out kind of like a sore thumb just by myself in the corner and it was kind of but it was fine i mean i had mm -hmm. a great time um you're doing all these meals by yourself 
when you're in these restaurants, are you trying to saddle up next to someone and find a friend? Or are you sit in a corner and just observe? I mean, I'm definitely not trying to find friends. I'm also not really going to restaurants. Like I want people, you know, I, I, I don't want to be on the road and somehow, you know, get sick or something. You know what I mean? Especially if all these Southern states are starting to get more cases, whatever. I'm not like scared of it, but I, you know, I'm trying to be cautious. And I know that like going to a bunch of restaurants isn't necessarily a good move. So I went to this place, but I made sure that I looked specifically at the county to make sure there wasn't a lot of cases there and all that stuff. So that was the only meal that I've sat down for. And I don't anticipate that I'm going to be doing that a lot more, you know? Okay. Interesting. All right. Just trying to do outdoor activities, dude. Yes. Yes. Now you are on day three of this trip, right? Yeah. This is day three. I think that there's any point where you will start to feel like, you know, I think I overestimated how interesting this trip was going to be. <laughs> Definitely. And dude, I know you, you tried to talk me out of this when I kind of floated the idea initially. You were like, dude, what good is a trip if you can't share the experiences with anybody? It's a very good point. And what I would argue, and this is a nice bring it all together moment, I feel like I'm on this trip with our listeners, dude. Good. I'm getting tons of recommendations and I'm getting, you know, tons of great feedback and people recognizing the places that I'm at. We have a lot of great listeners from the South who are so cool and and have given me great recommendations. Uh, I went to this really cool like Island in Alabama that somebody recommended to me that I never would have gone to otherwise. Um, And, you know, I'm trying to hit up all the spots. So guys, thank you. And please keep sending your uh, recommendations. By the time you hear this episode, I'm probably going to be in Eastern Texas where Robert Durst once famously hit out. <laughs> he Robert Durst hid in Eastern Texas? In Galveston. I watched the, the, um, the Dunce? No. The Jinx. The Jinx. Fantastic. Oh, that's my favorite murder doc. That was the first one where I thought, oh my God, I love murder. This genre. Uh, yeah, just well, you can genre for you. Um, I I just love murder. I I think, man, that was my favorite one. That was my favorite one. What a character! And I have a I have a friend named David. He speaks very similarly to Robert Durst. And when this documentary came out, he started doing an impression of Robert Durst. We appreciate the documentary even more because to think that my friend David might commit triple murder sometime in his life <laughs> was so funny um but anyway all of that is to say uh i i'm really you know kind of blown away that you're foraging ahead on this trip have you seen anything yet that really blew your mind or is it sort of a general uh putting your ear to the ground and getting a sense of the tuning pitch of this part of the country well, I honestly think it's both. I feel like I have made, because I'm, I am I made my map based on these kind of historical sites um, that are like these national park registered sites. So they're all maintained really well. And a lot of the time they're sort of off the beaten path. So, you know, I'm ending up in a lot of places that I might not otherwise end up in. For example, Vicksburg, Mississippi, you know what I mean? Or even in Natchez, like an incredible view of the river, of, of the Mississippi River, which I don't know if I've seen before. And I would say that like every day so far, I've kind of had moments where I'm like, wow, this is fucking beautiful and different and, and, and awesome. Like 
they started to argue. People are like, oh, there's nothing down south or whatever, like in these places that I am. But that's not true because it's so different than what I'm used to that it's very interesting. Whereas mm-hmm. I would argue that kind of like the Midwest is less interesting for me because it's more familiar. Uh, like an in Indiana or an in Ohio is like more familiar to me than, than the South. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely enjoying it, man. Wow. Well, are you mapping out where you're going to spend the night every night? Like, have you done that already? Or do you just roll into a town with a stick and a ban- all your belongings tied up in a bandana <laughs> rolling out of the fucking railroad yard and uh just like looking around like where's ma's boarding house where i'm gonna lay my head tonight (laughs) yeah dude honestly no i have a little bit of experience doing these kind of drives um and one thing that i've learned is um it's driving at night really fucking sucks during them because you don't get the whole point of it is seeing shit yeah so And also it can be dangerous. Like I I was driving at night in Wyoming one time and there's just like, it was like a video game, dude, with how many animals were jumping across the street. And like, I was a little high too. It was like really scary. And we meet, we got lucky and we found this like lodge. But now that I'm by myself too, like I'm in the morning or the night before, I assuming so far I've stuck to the itinerary and I'm trying to, the thing that I was shooting in Atlanta, the director said to me, he goes, how do you enjoy yourself and not just like, pack things in to the point where it becomes oppressive. That's kind of a combination of what my girlfriend said to me and what he said to me. I forget exactly what he said, but I thought that was really interesting because it's true. So I was like, how do you avoid that? Because I am definitely a, a culprit of doing that. Mm-hmm. And he goes, be lazy. And I was like, that's really good fucking advice, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try to be lazy, but by doing that, then I might miss my hotel. So what I'm doing, sorry, this is a long winded answer. The night before I'm booking my hotel. I see. Okay. That's smart. Yeah. Cause then you have a a true A to B endpoint, you know, starting point. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think it's perfect for you to read a book on the banks of the Mississippi river instead of, hopping in your car and going to see the world's largest ball of yarn or, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like whatever nonsense attraction is available in this shitty town you're in. Um, you know, I, I think that's still seeing the town is, is just drinking it in and letting it suffuse into your, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, I just wonder like how many more days are you? You have like five more days. No, I have like, like ten more. Holy shit! <laughs> I wonder I if it, it's some. Did you rent a car or do you? Yeah. yeah. And and so you're just gonna drive this car all over the place and then eventually return it to like a Hertz in Chicago or something. Yeah, and like when you rent it, you have to do it that way. You have to do multi destination drop off, um, and it's unlimited mileage. And um, I rented it for X more time than I need it for just in case got it yeah wow. it was kind of expensive which was i could have like bought a car <laughs> <laughs> like a shitty car but i could have bought a car huh fun wow that's fun well i'm excited to keep uh hearing about your incredible adventure um that uh is is unlike any trip i've ever heard of before guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast Fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, 
I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, Ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Have you ever done anything like this? I've taken trips before by myself on a whim, but I've always done them to places that I thought sounded really cool that I wanted to see. Not, for example? Not as like, well, like Iceland. I went to Iceland wow. like for my by myself for four or five days once. That's sick. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Um, and I find that when I travel alone, I've traveled alone a few times. You really get to know yourself very well. Totally. You get a sense of how you inter. You get a sense of how you interact with other people, the types of people you want to spend time with. I I, I got a I, I I sort of learned you know, which types of Icelandic people I would want to spend two hours drinking a beer with. And right. I would, and I would, you know, you can't just come up guns a blazing and be like, do you mind if I join you guys? I'm a Yankee. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you gotta be like <laughs> kind of, you know, near their table, eavesdropping a little. And then they say, giggle. And then they realize you're listening and then you like sort of sidle your way in and you got, you know, you got, you basically can't be yourself. I couldn't be myself. I had to, uh, until you get to fake it till you make it, you know, and then you can be yourself. Dude, <laughs> once, when I was in Iceland, I saw the craziest shit I've ever fucking seen. Uh, I was at this like this nightclub, but it was like kind of a nightclub bar. And it, I think it was called B4. They party harder than any people I've ever met in my life. The way it works is, first of all, 95% of the population of Iceland lives in Reykjavik or, you know, on the outskirts of Reykjavik. And that's a very small part of the country. And then maybe, you know, the entire interior of the country is uninhabitable because it's all like volcanic rock and geothermal shit. Glacier. So, yeah, so everybody lives kind of on what's called the ring road, like the out the outer circumference of the country. And I'm in Reykjavik, and I go to this nightclub place, and oh, all the people, all the young people who don't live in Reykjavik, come into Reykjavik on the weekends to party, and they stay at a friend's apartment or on the floor. They just crash, right? And they come in on Friday at like 8 p.m. And they pregame at apartments until like one in the morning. Because it's so expensive to go to these nightclubs that nobody really wants to do that um, and buy their drinks. So they just get shit housed at, <clears throat> at these, you know, these little flats or whatever. And then they go out and they get super fucked up. And then the bars and nightclubs close at like five or six in the morning, yeah. but there are no open container laws. So the bars and the nightclubs call last call. Everyone buys a bunch of drinks and then takes them out into the street and continues partying from wow. like 6 a.m. until like eight or nine. 
in the and morning. What, what time of year was this? Was it, what was the, like, did it get dark? There was no night. Fucking insane. It was, it was, it was, there was no, the midnight sun. And Amazing. I think the sun of, effectively went actually down for about 30 minutes uh, where you couldn't see it, but it still cast a glow over the entire country. And right. it was basically like twilight for a few hours at night. And it was beautiful. I played golf one day and I walked off the 18th green. I was finishing putting at the 18th green at like 1130. Started playing at like 730 PM and, and it was perfectly light. And there was a beautiful sunset basically the entire time I was playing. It was, it was magical, but it's amazing. <clears throat> dude, after they spill out into the streets after last call, they party in the streets, and, and that's when everyone's like just like falling over, smacking their head on fire hydrants, bleeding, <laughs> going to the hospital. <laughs> like it's it's just a mess. It's a mess, Never. dude. Oh, and then they they call like nobody has the well. You go to the bar, so you can't bring alcohol in, but everyone needs more alcohol, and so they call these guys, basically like Uber rush guys or delivery guys who have the foresight to go to the liquor stores before they close at like 7 p.m the night before buy up a bunch of booze and then also some like fruit juices and stuff to to be chasers and these people call these people and then they deliver you booze in the street wherever you are for a markup wow and and then if they people just pass around like bottles of vodka and and pamplemousse or whatever um brilliant so I'm out in the street with these people and like I ended up having the post game party. Like I had the, I had At your um, apartment, right? Yeah. I had rented an Airbnb and I had the 9am to 11am party. Wow. Nobody had slept. And these people no, are just ripping and going. Drugs? And going. Drugs? I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think so. Like I, the people I was with weren't, um, right. they just, and then what they do, dude, is they, on Saturday during the day, they don't sleep. So they pull an all-nighter Friday night partying, and then they, like, on the day on Saturday, but they'll go to, like, a beach or something and just chill and not sleep, keep drinking. And then they go out again Saturday night, and then they stay out till, like, you know, 4 a.m. or whatever. Because a lot of these people don't even have a place to stay, these kids that come in from the outskirts. And then on Sunday morning, they like get up for 48 straight hours partying. And then they like sleep all day Sunday at their parents' house or whatever, and then resume work on Monday. That's crazy. That's, that's, that sounds similar to like Berlin and shit. These kids are fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, dude, let me ask you this. Did you have brunch sex on Saturday after the 11 a.m. party? Oh, ended? that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I didn't I, I i did hook up with two different girls there and one of them was like on the like icelandic national basketball team or something she's really tall um nice. i hooked up with her and i hooked up with another another girl the, the night before who like told me she was a mom and she just had twins but she didn't <laughs> trust her like the dad they were divorced so she like oh. needed to get home because she needed to take the kids back from him there was a lot of stuff happened that I was just like, oh, my God, what? who are these fucking maniacs? Chris, I think Chris, Chris asked, asked 
Oh, what did you ask, Chris? Is that, um, yeah, there's this theory that like all Icelandic people are related. I don't really know how true that is. I think there's some kind of, um, you know, family tree where, yeah, they can all trace their origins to like the same <laughs> original people or Vikings that came over. Um, I, but, but there is a theory that like Icelandic people are much more willing to have sex with foreigners because it, it's much more, it's much less likely that they're committing incest. Right. Isn't there and, an app? I've heard that too. I, yeah. I feel like that might be an urban legend though. Yeah, I don't know exactly how much of this is urban legend or not. The app says that there, apparently there's this app that exists that says that you can check if you're related to somebody before you bang them. I don't know if I buy it, but in Iceland. Thing too is is it's, it's a very small group of people that right. are going out, so you get to know everyone. Everyone knows everyone else's business, <clears throat> and when a handsome, tall, dark stranger like me rides into town on a Thursday. <laughs> You know, everyone says, oh, light stranger, dude. yeah, and they, and they, uh, and that's, they saddle up. You know what I'm saying? They probably thought you're from the UK. <clears throat> well, the Brits come over a lot for like bachelor parties, but they mostly keep to themselves. I don't think they necessarily like bachelor party people that much. I was there to really learn about the culture. Who does dude? Don't, when I see a bachelorette party at a comedy show, I'm just like, oh boy. God. Especially it's, when they're wearing penis helmets. I think the sash on the bride to be thing, that oh, yeah. like strap, is such a. Or if they wear the veil, like, oh, I'm really sorry. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people do that, and it's fun and all of that. But I just think it's a little silly. I really do. Um, silly or not, if you come into like, I will say this: chances are, if you show up in like bachelorette party outfits at a comedy show you're gonna ruin the show like there's yeah. a high you know the more shit you're wearing the higher likelihood you like if you see penis pens or penis to anything like where on your head show ruined i'd be very keen to to learn a statistic of what percentage like how much more likely are you to get sorry how much like how much more likely are you to what to get divorced if you wore a penis helmet on your bachelor party or bachelorette <laughs> party, like I think it just goes up exponentially. If you if you are that excited, the more excited you are to you know have I don't know. That's I mean I'm being a dick, but no, dude, that's fair. I mean, listen, you know it would be an interesting thing to to explore. If you're wearing penis helmets on your bachelorette party, you know we don't we're not judging you necessarily, but you know as a as a whole. The group of you who do that are, are problematic and disruptive at shows. That can be said. Confidently. I have a big thing I want to. I have a big thing I want to raise with you today. Um, sure. Okay. So this past weekend, I went to Woodstock, New York, like the Hudson yeah. River Valley, uh, with my girlfriend for one of her friend's birthday parties, and it was a bunch of couples. It was like 10 people, 12, 12 people total. So it was like two girls that were just sort of by themselves and then five couples. Gotcha. Big house, Airbnb, had a pool, um, plenty of bedrooms. was nice. Um, so, you know, it's not like a share house when you're 24 where you're pumping up air mattresses and sleeping on the floor of the pantry. Um, but it also wasn't like, you know, 
couples not quite with kids that can afford a really sick place and it's quiet and clean and whatever so somewhere in the middle um the deal was that every couple or pair was assigned a meal to make for the entire house oh wow and it's cool in a way like these people this this group of friends is pretty organized and like they're very ahead of the curve and they 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 just get their shit together and they're like okay you know they told us we were going to do breakfast on saturday morning and my girlfriend's a really good cook and she had the foresight to make a couple big vats of like homemade green juice with our juicer which i've told you about uh, and she brought that for everybody and it's you know all organic and fucking incredible and then she made these two homemade quiches and we picked mushrooms at like a farm stand as well as some wild strawberries which we then also used and made uh individualized fruit and yogurt parfaits with homemade granola that she'd made this is fucking insane dude it was it was like it was it would have been like a 70 dollar breakfast in new york city it was was was, that a flex like did you guys know you had to bring your a game because you're cooking for everyone i think there's definitely some pride um you know she my girlfriend i have to give her all the credit like she you know but she's also like that she's cooked these things for me before just not usually all together so i think she was bringing out her like breakfast a team you know dude you know your way around the kitchen too i mean you guys are culinary but you know i let her like lead the charge and i you know i did i cut the strawberries whatever um some people fucking crushed it there was like a pulled pork dinner some people made dumplings um one couple made dumplings that were really good with this like kind of slaw salad um but here's the thing this is this is where um on sunday night i swear to you on sunday night my phone starts going off and it's Venmo request after request after Venmo request. Oh, wow. And it was everybody in the house had itemized using the app Splitwise. Do you know Splitwise? No. It's like an app that lets you kind of just put expenses in and and then like divvy it up evenly across a, a big group of people. Right. And it's a good app. I just hate it because it never comes out in my favor. But <laughs> um, so I'm getting hit with all these things, right? And it turned out that everybody who had cooked their own meal had kept track of exactly what they'd spent on groceries to cook their meal and was just charging everybody for everything from things as little as like salt to soy sauce to like, dude, I'm not kidding you. It was fucking bananas. And I'm 31 years old, right? And, and my, you know, I come to this thing. We cook this incredible meal. My impression is everybody had their own meal. Just pay it for comes it. out in the wash. Like right. you pay for the shit that, for your meal. So I, maybe like, yeah, if you're going to cook like elk steaks, <laughs> we agree that's maybe a more expensive. Nobody did that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. There was no fucking tr- white truffle risotto that needed to be subsidized. <laughs> so, um, dude, the one guy, one guy, 
put into the split wise uh his his thing was it said japanese gross he spent $14.29 and he split that between 11 people that so we each had to so we each had to pay like $1.31 to this dude it's the most type A weekend I've ever heard of in my life, dude. Dude, it, it infuriated me. It made me so angry because, you know, beyond that, um, every, like we, brought, we, we stopped in the New Hampshire State Liquor Store on the way from Maine there and picked up, like, a, a full case of wine, which we just, like, put into the communal pool. We bought two bottles of Mezcal and some lime juice and made, like, Mezcal margaritas for people. Mm-hmm. And... You know, our, our theory was like, all right, you know, we'll drink a few beers. We'll drink a few of these, like, spiked seltzer drinks. And people have access to us. Like, it, fuck, it's a walk. Right. Single person put everything they bought into this thing. And they're all just trying to reduce their, their debt to zero. They're trying to balance their debt book using this app. So insane. And sucks to, to be to be Venmo requested a dollar and thirty one cents for Japanese grocery store. I can't tell you what that does to your fragile brain on a Sunday <laughs> night when you haven't had much sleep, you've been drinking all weekend, and you just feel disgusting. I wanted to fucking punch a wall. Oh my god, dude! This is the thing. Like, it's so common sense to me that like. You make a meal, you pay for it. Everyone else makes their meal, they pay for it. That's the same thing. It, like, it, sure, it, maybe one person will spend a little more, but, like, that's okay. It's a weekend with friends. Like, Jesus, why are you turning this into a homework assignment? Exactly. And I, listen, I understand. We all know there are exceptions. If you go out to a mass uh, with that group and somebody takes down the restaurant bill, obviously put that in there. And we're going to split that. If you spend... $300 at a liquor store, split it. That's fine. But $14.29 at Japanese grocery store, you should eat that, buddy. Fucking eat it. At that point, I was like, well, you know, all right, fine. Um, I handed out, uh, I passed around a joint that I brought, and this person took a puff, and this person took a puff. That girl over there held it for two minutes, just letting it burn, even though she didn't puff it herself. How much do I charge her for that? I wanted to ding people for joint puffs. 20 cents here, a dollar there. Like, this guy really ripped it, you know? Dude, it is equivalent. You know what you should have done? You should have handed the guy a dollar. Decline the memo request and hand him a dollar. Be like, I, I have 29 cents in the car. Uh, yeah, let me, let me owe you the 20. Dude, I, I just. I You're right about the joint. The joint math, you're right about that, dude. Like, that, that is fair given what was happening. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think, look, at a certain point, you, in, you just age out of keeping track, and there's a relief that comes with that. And that relief, even if you feel sometimes that you've gotten kind of fucked because you spent more than everyone else, it's – it's the, the relief outweighs that feeling of getting fucked. Absolutely. So dude, I don't, I don't really like, I think I'm kind of over 10 to 12 person house weekends in general. 
take. I think I'm like a three couple max. Uh, but the problem is the kitchen just gets so shitty. People don't really pull their weight. Like towels sit around saturating and rotting. And <laughs> you know what I mean? That rotting towel yeah. thing. That smell of a, of like mildew and must. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Like, why would I want to go live in, why would I pay to go live in squalor for the weekend? I know. Dude, I, I did a weekend with the boys in Nantucket when I was like 24 and I swore I'd never do it again after. Yeah. And I never have. I used to do I used to do all of June and July in Montauk for like three or four straight years with like 14 or 15 of my friends and fortunately you know the from the first year when we were like 23 or 24 until the like the last year I did it less people would do it each time and we would just pay more so that we could have more capacity that's great but dude even you put 10 dudes in a house I mean it's the, the second someone gives up, everyone gives up. Yes, yes. And then it becomes a, you trash the fucking house. Yeah, it's, uh, what's that book about the the guy, the, the kids on the island who, um, you know. Lord of the Flies? Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it's just Lord of the Flies, dude. It's fucking mayhem. <laughs> it's anarchy, so. Crazy, uh, Anyway, dude, I'm going to let you go because I want you to go see the fucking world. But uh, great to see you. Keep up the good work. Keep me posted. Stay safe. Don't start any fights. And, uh, you know, (laughs) do you, man. (laughs) Yeah, no fireworks, dude. I've seen the fireworks tents. I'm not going to them. I I hear you. The the fireworks are going off here in New York last night, which was really nice. Just caught up. But um, we sat on a, a street corner at a restaurant. And there were fireworks going off half a block away. Crazy. And they go off sporadically, like one at a time. There's no grand finale. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no like, oh, here, ooh, look at that one. There's no point. And it's just anarchy and it's fucking infuriating. So, <laughs> um, All right, man. Well, fucking good luck in New York. Um, thanks, pal. Guys, thanks for listening to the pod as always. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. Um, we got every episode there in full, um, obviously our Instagram, um, check out our clips and all that stuff. And if you have any interesting stories or mistakes that you've made, send them to, uh, oops, the podcast at gmail.com or at oops, the podcast on Instagram. Uh, Francis, you got anything else? No, that's it. Thanks everybody. Talk to you soon. Adios.